Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Did you know that introducing your baby to fresh, authentic tastes as early as possible forms healthy and adventurous eating habits that will last your child a lifetime? As all of you mothers know, cooking new and different recipes from scratch is easier said than done in the great motherhood juggle. And that's why I'm delighted to be able to tell you about Little Tummy, a new cold-pressed organic baby food delivery. As well as being delicious, all recipes are designed by paediatrician Dr. Sophie Niedermeyer with ingredients thoughtfully sourced to give your little one the energy and nutrients to live life to the full. Little Tummy can deliver every or every other week. And even better, they're offering our listeners 50% off their first order. So go check it out. You can find out more at littletummy.co. No UK in there, remember. And use the discount, The Parenthood, all capitals, one word, to get 50% off. Thank you to Little Tummy. Hello and welcome to The Parenthood. There's been a lot in the media recently about measles outbreaks and fear of MMR. And we thought that it'd be really good to have a conversation with a doctor about what measles is, whether there's anything we should be concerned about and whether there's anything we can do to protect our children. So I'm delighted that uh, here today I've got with me my co-founder of this podcast, Dr. Kiara Hunt, my sister. She's a GP and it's obviously something people ask you about a lot. I mean, people are talking about it a lot now, aren't they? Yeah, it's in the news a lot at the moment about outbreaks uh, around the world. And a lot of people are coming to the surgery to ask me to check if they're fully vaccinated or even to get vaccinated if they hadn't or had left it late or hadn't got round to it or whatever their reason was because they're scared now of their children getting measles because we're seeing it more. So starting right at the beginning, I mean, measles is something that we're all pretty unfamiliar with because it hasn't really been seen. But what exactly is measles? Yeah, it's something that a generation ago even we saw a bit more of, but our generation really haven't seen much. Even the doctors of my generation wouldn't have seen much measles. It is a viral disease. It's a virus which is highly infectious. It's one of the most infectious viruses around, which causes symptoms in the acute phase of the illness and can lead to quite serious complications if you're unlucky i mean it can be fatal can't it it can be fatal but it can you know that that's relatively rare it can cause nasty complications such as pneumonia and encephalitis of swelling of inflammation of the brain 
And it, it, the other thing about measles that people don't really know is that if you have measles during the infection, it damages your immune system. So you're then much more susceptible for the following few years after infection to other infections that you might have had an immunity to before. What? So you could have been immunized against chickenpox, for example. Mm-hmm. Or you and... could have had chickenpox, developed the immunity to it, and then that immunity m- might be wiped out by the, by the measles virus when you have it. Yeah. And presumably the reason that we have seen not much measles was because it was pretty much eradicated because everyone was vaccinated against it. Exactly. And when you have enough people vaccinated, you achieve what we call herd immunity, where where the risk of catching it is is very small. And essentially what's happened is that people have not been vaccinating their children and that has essentially compromised the herd immunity yes although still it's important to say still the majority of people are vaccinating their children and which is why we haven't had massive outbreak in this country but certainly in a lot of countries in europe and in parts of america it's more of a problem and those countries you know people traveling from those countries are bringing it to this country and causing sort of mini outbreaks around around this country so still most people are choosing to vaccinate but unfortunately because of adverse um press around the vaccination the mmr mumps measles rubella a lot of people became scared of of vaccinating and chose not to for for whatever reason and then now find themselves in a position where their child isn't immune and they may may be having to rethink that decision and the problem was that if you decided to not to vaccinate your child 10 years ago when virtually measles was virtually eradicated you hardly saw it they thought well it's fine we don't vaccinate our child they're not going to get it anyway because it's never seen but that's all changing because suddenly a larger cohort of people haven't vaccinated and measles is now becoming more prevalent am i right yeah that's right and actually what's really interesting is that a high proportion of the measles cases we're seeing around the world i mean I think up to 50 40 50 percent are in older people are in people older teenagers and young adults who, who weren't vaccinated in that time and who, who because they're older get more serious complications as a result of the measles infection So the hesitancy around vaccination, this was sort of precipitated by Andrew Wakefield and the kind of MMR scare of the 80s. Is that right? Yeah. And there, you know, there's there's always vaccine hesitancy, not just around MMR, but it was particularly around MMR because Andrew Wakefield linked it to linked the vaccination to autism, which has been extensively disproven since. And there simply is no link between autism and the MMR vaccine. There have been uh, many large trials in many different countries to to unequivocally show that there is no link. But unfortunately, due to, I suppose, the internet, also social media, there was and there has been a rise in the sort of anti-vaccination propaganda i mean i've seen some slick films on facebook sort of saying oh before you vaccinate your child you must think very carefully about the implications and you know they they you know slick film means you often think oh i must take that seriously and very often they'll sort of spout some some facts but i guess you've got to be very careful about where you're getting these facts from because anyone can put anything on the internet and they're Mm. they're not accountable yeah that's absolutely right and i think with every with everything we do with our children and we're making an informed decision and we have to weigh up the risks versus the benefits. And, you know, vaccination isn't without any risk. Every vaccination carries a risk of side effects and complications, but you're weighing up the, the risk of the vaccination against the risk of not vaccinating your child and exposing them to the disease you're trying to protect them from. And, you know, when we are surrounded by those diseases and we are seeing people, you know, on a regular basis dying of those diseases as people did, you know, many years ago and as people do in many developing countries now, you're much more likely to not question it because, 
you're going to protect your child from those illnesses you see other children dying of um, but uh, we get we get we sort of in in a sort of balloon or a little bubble where we don't in the west in the western world very often have any contact with people who are seriously ill from infectious disease and so it it isn't as high up in on our you know in, on our awareness and our priority list well that's, and cha- you know, that's changing a bit now and you see it you see it in i've seen in this last year where i've had lots of people who weren't vaccinating coming in to get their child vaccinated because suddenly there is a risk and so they've the, the risk benefit ratio has changed for them yeah and i mean it's quite telling that doctors who are the people that have seen children with men in, with with measles are the ones who are the biggest advocates of vaccines because you know a lot of you know people that are on social media talking about how kale can cure cancer haven't seen the actual illnesses and yet you get the the group of people who've you know treat children in intensive care who just say i think you'd be crazy not to vaccinate your children yeah exactly i mean don't get any any doctors going i'm not going to vaccinate my children it's do you rare. it's very rare yeah no you wouldn't get any sensible doctors saying that no yeah so andrew wakefield i mean he's no longer a doctor is he no one takes him he's seriously. been struck off the medical register and isn't no certainly not so the there one. is i mean so there is absolutely no link between no. autism and the mmr vaccine no there isn't and so when you talk about all vaccines have their risks what are potentially those risks well they're you know your child is likely to get a quite likely to get a fever they might well get a small fever i mean nothing well they might get up to 40 degrees for for a day or two they you know they might get you know red inflamed swollen arm at the at the place where they got injected or the leg and those are probably the most common ones they might be a bit irritable for a few days you know it's it's rare to get serious vaccine reactions in a well child but but you know common ones common and and usually worth take worth taking in order to protect the child well a fever and a you know sore arm is better than measles yeah exactly or whooping cough or in diphtheria whatever you're deciding to 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 protect you know to protect your child against so i mean usually children are vaccinated they get the mmr at what age so the in the uk the schedule is at one so just after their first birthday and then they get a booster when they're three and a half or three years and four months and then that's then protected yeah and that's then protected for life yes and what if people are listening and they have chosen not to vaccinate their children at one when the and and three and a half when they usually so have you can them. have the vaccination at any time in your life that is just the earliest safest time we can vaccinate so if you haven't vaccinated your child and you want to now you can still do that as if you're an adult and haven't been vaccinated you can also get vaccinated. So it's never too late to get vaccinated and the vaccine is just as efficacious. It works just as well. And is it widely available? I remember you saying that uh, at one point the BCG was in slightly short supply. Is there, are there any supply issues with no, the No, there aren't at the moment. There aren't any supply issues. So you can just go to your, your GP surgery and first you can check if you've been vaccinated, your child, children have, they should have a record of that or it will be in your in your child's health record. And if not, they'll, they'll give it to you. And if you're not sure, if you have no record, if your child was born in a different country or you just don't have the record, then you just get vaccinated again. There's absolutely no harm in having a third or fourth vaccine, even if you've had it before. And so the MMR is not just for measles, is it? No, it's for mumps, measles and rubella. And are three of them equally as nasty? 
Yeah, so you, you, you want to protect your child from all of them, yes. You wouldn't want to pick and choose and go, I just want one rather than the oh, other two. I don't two. see why you would. Yeah, because yeah. some people feel that it is better to split those combined vaccines up. Um, what are your thoughts on that? So there, there is absolutely no reason to split them up unless you've been advised by your doctor. So, for example, if your child is immunosuppressed for whatever reason, or they're taking a high dose of a steroid medication or you know, they have a, a certain illness that makes them much more vulnerable, they might split them up then. But for a healthy child, there is no, their, 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 their immune system is more than able to deal with combined vaccinations without any problems whatsoever. And it saves them having more needles. You know, it's one needle rather than three. Yeah. And I mean, children, obviously, no one loves having vaccinations, but they're never as bad as, as no. you think. Are they? I mean, we no. did actually, we did a, a podcast for children actually a while ago about, you know, why vaccinations are so important and mm. also how to make them a little bit more, mm. more tolerable. Mm. No, absolutely. Can adults, they can, I mean, you can catch measles at any time in your life, can't absolutely. you? Absolutely. You can, you can catch measles however old you are. It's slightly more contagious amongst children because children tend to spend more time together breathing uh, in each other's groups. faces exactly but in fact the complications of measles are usually more serious in uh, older people older children and, and adults than they are in children I mean, not that they're not serious in children. They can be very serious in children too. And actually, a lot of people often ask me about what the, you know, what what what, it, what the symptoms of measles are and what are the actual complications. Is it actually that bad? Should you know, is it is it okay for them just to get it and get but like chickenpox? Bit like chickenpox, exactly. Where we you know generally don't mind if children get it because they develop the immunity and they're not that ill. But measles, it, it's a much more serious disease. You know, a, a child, a healthy child with measles will have to will be in bed for at least five days. If this is if they have a mild case of measles with no with no complications and would probably miss about two weeks of school. You know that for most of us, we consider that's quite a serious illness. But that's the sort of mild form of form of of measles. And then of those about 15, about one in every, every, every sort of 15 children who gets measles will develop some sort of a complication which could potentially be more serious. Which might require hospitalisation. Yeah, which might require hospitalisation. So, you know, they might get a pneumonia or they might get a serious ear infection as a result or, you know, nasty de- dehydration from diarrhoea or even infection of the, of the brain and the fluid around the, bl- at the brain, which can cause, to long-term, cause long-term complications and problems. So. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. And how exactly is it spread, is it? So it's spread through droplets, so coughing, sneezing, breathing in those droplets, 
someone coughing on a handle of a door or the or coughing in the hand and then yeah exactly the and then someone touching it you know so it's it's any it's like a, like the cold or flu virus it's spread in that way it's very contagious isn't it yeah extremely contagious so if you have a hundred people who are not protected you know don't have any immunity to to measles then 90 of them will get measles so if they're in the room together. So if you have 100 people in a room with someone with measles, 90 will get it. And of those, seven will get serious complications. So, it's, you know, that's, it's quite, that's quite contagious. Um, and what are the symptoms? You know, if you did have an unvaccinated child, what would you be looking out How for? How do you know? Yeah. yeah. And it, it's quite difficult because it's, it's similar to lots of other viral illnesses. So what, what tends to happen is about 10 days after being exposed, so that's the incubation period. So about 10 days after being exposed, they'll develop a cold, a cold flu-like illness where, you know, they'll get usually a high temperature in the, sort of in the 40s, quite, you know, irritable body aches. And then they'll very often, but not always, develop sort of spots on the inside of their mouth in their cheeks. These sort of grey white spots. If you look in their cheek, and what do they? Are they tender those spots? Would they? Would um, you have to check their mouths? Or would they say, "Oh, I've got an ulcer or something yeah. like that in my mouth"? They don't always complain of the spots in the mouth, but sometimes they do. Another sort of classic sign is they get kind of sore red eyes and um, that hurt a bit, and they're a bit ir- irritable to light. They don't really like light. Light. Some of them get a cough. Obviously, they'll lose appetite because they're feeling ill. And then later on, a few days after that, they'll develop a rash, which is the classic measles rash, which usually starts around the head and neck and then spreads across the body. And what kind of a rash is that? Is that a sort of it's, like a heat rash or no? A it's bumpy not. Rash? It's not so. It's usually flat. It's a browny, ready rash that's usually flat. Sometimes it's a is a bit raised that starts as individual spots and then sort of spreads into patches. And it can be itchy, but it's not really itchy like chicken pox. And it's usually when the rash comes that they feel most ill. And then the rash lasts a few days and, and that you're infectious. for uh, You stop being infectious about four or five days after the rash has appeared. And is there a cure for measles? Can no. they go to the doctor and get antibiotics? No, or, no, I mean, no that you can't, tr- you can't treat it as such. You can treat the symptoms that go with it, but you can't treat it. You just have to wait for the body to fight it or not and then and then treat the complications that go with it so obviously if you get a pneumonia from the from measles you will treat it with with the antibiotics that that are, are the right one and um, what about you know what about going to the doctor because on the one hand obviously if you're mm. worried about your child then you have to get treated but i'm aware that you, every time i go into the doctor's surgery there's a bunch of babies there who absolutely. obviously haven't been vaccinated because you yeah. can't vaccinate till a year so yeah. you know if you're worried about measles do you go to the doctor what do you do yeah it's a difficult one actually and my advice is always, you know, with a child with a fever and a rash, always call the doctor first because anything that can be done on the phone or even if the doctor might choose to visit you at home, that will be preferable than taking a child with measles who is very contagious into a into a doctor's rating room or even an A&E. Although, of course, it does happen because parents don't always, you know, think about that and they just want the, their, their child to be seen by a doctor. But that is a big problem for doctors. So if you were really worried about your child, you potentially call A&E and say, I don't know what to do. Yeah. I, I suspect this could be measles. My child's yeah. not vaccinated. Yeah. And then let them decide whether they come and see you. Absolutely. And they'll often liaise on the phone because, as, as we've just said, there's no specific treatment. It's just keeping their temperature down, keeping them comfortable, keeping them hydrated. And actually that can be managed at home. Yes, the child will be ill and in bed you know, f- f- for quite a few days and, and, and will take a while to get back to themselves. But they don't necessarily need a doctor. It's when complications occur that you do. And that's, you know, so you need to be in contact without doubt with 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 your doctor, but not necessarily go straight in. 
Yeah, and obviously that's really scary because mm. measles is potentially a very serious illness and you mm. obviously want your child to get the best possible care, but mm. you also have to weigh up mm. whether or not you expose a bunch of other children who might not have been able to have been vaccinated, especially in a hospital environment where presumably there are you know children or people who are immunocompromised. Absolutely, Absolutely. and you know, about you know about 10 percent of children with measles will end up in hospital so it's not you know you definitely need to keep an eye out do they go Um, in an isolation ward yes they would usually yes absolutely they'd be isolated and you know it's not insignificant death rate you know in some in in you know in in poorer developing countries you know cause you know one in a hundred one in two hundred children to die in 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 developed countries where the treatment is available for complications that's much much less but but it's still but it's pretty still, serious. Yeah. I mean, you yeah. know, in comparison to the flu, oh, yeah, to meningitis B, like well, no, that's still very serious. But yeah, but it's yeah, it's 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 a serious disease. It's not yeah. you know. I mean, Raoul Dahl's daughter famously died of of measles when she was seven, and he wrote he wrote about it quite poignantly. So that when she was seven, when she was seven, yes. Yeah. And how long has the va- measles vaccine been around? I think it came in as sixty uh, two have to check but i think it was around then yeah so it has been around for a while so it's and again that's that's then another you know it's very reassuring to know that it's been around for that long we know it's very effective we also know that the side so effects are, are yeah, minimal absolutely absolutely I'm just aware that this is potentially really scary conversation to be listening to if you're the mother of a child who has not yet been vaccinated mm-hmm. because babies don't have the MMR vaccine until they're one. That's right. So, so you've got 12 months. This is different from their vaccines. They start their baby vaccines when they're eight weeks, but the MMR, they don't have till they're, till they're one. So what do you do? I mean, I'd be terrified, yeah. you know, of going on, you know, you talk about this room of 100 people. What if you're on a bus with yeah. someone with measles? No, what if you're... Yeah. You know, so you know, you know, babies under one year are, are are in that sort of group of people who are most at risk. You know, and that also includes children who have a weak immune system because they're on medicines or have an illness, or you know, older people. You know, and actually, if you're over one, you're healthy over one year old, then you are probably the least likely to develop complications if you get measles. But if you're under one or, you know, as I say, ill, then you're much more likely to. So yes, if you're a mother of a baby, then you know you have to be quite careful about where you're going I think I mean in this country we're not you know we're seeing little mini outbreaks that are coming over from Europe but if you're going to an area where you know there's an outbreak you might choose to have the vaccine early so you can have the vaccine if you are going to be going to an area of very high risk from six months under six months there's, there's no you can't or if you have been exposed to measles between six and 12 months then your doctor will give you the will give your child the vaccine so for example i've had a number of patients come and see me who have been to a and e and then have had a call from a and e a few days later saying that there was a confirmed case of measles in the a and e department while they were there so could you please go and get your baby vaccinated and that vaccination is then effective as soon as it's given is it yeah if it's given within a certain time frame but yes but obviously, if your baby was under six months old and you're in that situation, it would just be having to you know, wait and see, uh, which is a pretty scary place to be. So I, I, I do think that people should be aware of who they're spending time with and whether they're vaccinated. So older children, children of friends who aren't vaccinated, I would be I'd be careful about hanging out with. I certainly, you know, teenage, if you, if you have got a teenager who's not vaccinated, I certainly wouldn't be sent, you know, allowing them to go to the sort of big concerts. There's been a lot of outbreaks, mini outbreaks from concerts in the UK, festivals and concerts. So the teenagers specifically, because you can get out, you can sometimes lose touch on what they've had in terms of vaccination. So it's just checking they've had both doses of the, of the vaccine. Because the first dose gives you some protection, but not full protection. 
the first dose gives you about 90% protection and and then the booster you'll be up to 99% protected. And you you mentioned if you're going to somewhere where there has been a sort of major outbreak mm. where where are those places? So in Europe they are sort of eastern Europe mainly so at the moment Serbia, Ukraine, Georgia, Greece, Romania, Italy, France those are the places that are, are, are sort of really? considered high risk at the moment so if you're traveling to any of those countries with a baby between six months and 12 months you'll be advised to have the vaccine early and then you know as i said these mini these mini outbreaks we've been having in the uk because an outbreak can happen at any anywhere even in rural england if someone traveling from another country with with this infection comes there and is in contact with people who aren't vaccinated and we've had vaccinated outbreaks in london in leeds liverpool birmingham sorry and these outbreaks are all basically because there's a large enough cohort of people that chose not to give their children well previously if someone with with measles comes on a plane from another country to this country but but the the vast majority of people are vaccinated then that's not going to spread beyond you know that person whereas if a large enough proportion of the population aren't vaccinated especially within an area then that person will suddenly infect you know the bus load maybe four people on the bus you see what i mean as opposed to no people on the bus so yeah. that's that's how that's how Who it will works. then go out and you know yeah, infect another bunch of people yeah how i mean you mentioned sort of potentially saying to your friends you if you know if bringing their children over and you've got a baby you know can i just confirm that your child has been vaccinated with mm. the mmr mm. what well, about if they're old enough to if they're old yeah. enough exactly but how about in sort of schools i mean is it normal that nurseries and schools request confirmation that it's the not children it's have not been vaccinated? legal as in they don't have to but i've definitely found that increasingly the schools have been requiring proof of vaccination i think it's really important but obviously it's also you know there are issues around you know choice individual choice and and but ultimately it's all very well for someone to make that choice if their child is the only one that's affected Mm. but ultimately if their child you know if that decision then presents a risk to a bunch of people who can't be protected Mm. through either their age or the circumstances Mm. then I think that's a bit unfair and a lot of a lot of schools as I say are introducing a policy where children have to be vaccinated but in America there are schools you know people are unvaccinated people are choosing to go to unvaccinated schools in parts of America where no one in the school is vaccinated well at least they all know that you know at least then you know if you bring your six-month-old baby you're aware of that but how frustrating or how awful would it be if you brought your six-month-old baby to watch their older brother in an assembly and then suddenly Mm. you know because one child had measles you're you're you know four-month-old you just have to watch and wait yeah no, absolutely. Well, your grandmother, who I mean, even in London, I know that I've in my surgery, we've had letters from letters sort of telling us to write to our parents who who have you know who are due vaccine boosters or who haven't comfortably vaccinated to remind them because of because we're seeing so much more measles. I mean, obviously, schools are sort of one thing. But if you are, you know, I was talking to a friend of mine who wanted to put her baby into the creche at her gym. Mm. And just before she was about to do it, she said, oh, can I just confirm that you get make sure that every child who's in here is vaccinated? And they said, oh, no. And Mm. it made her totally change her mind about whether or not she was going to use the Mm. creche. But is that a sort of sensible thing to ask if you have? I mean, obviously, we don't always have a choice about where our children go to school. And, you know, not Mm. educating your child is obviously a massive decision. But if you're in a situation where it's sort of, you know, daycare or a nursery or something that you do have a choice, it is probably worth asking that question. It's worth at least having a think about it, having a talk to your family and whoever's in charge of making decisions on behalf of your child and, 
and and making an informed decision and you know it's not you know all these things are hyped up we're not in a massive outbreak in this country of measles and it's still thank goodness the majority of of people are vaccinated but it's definitely higher risk than it was and we could easily be in a, in a situation like italy or greece because of you know or any of the countries i just talked about because you know because of, of people choosing not to vaccinate. Well, and the frustrating thing is that it's so preventable. Absolutely. I remember listening to the Today programme. This must have been about three years ago. And they said, oh, measles is eradicated in the UK. And obviously, there's still cases, but it means that the, the cases are so few and far between that it's considered eradicated. Absolutely, yeah. And yet here we are three years later with suddenly an outbreak. Well, and many outbreaks, yeah. Well, certainly outbreaks around the world. And if you, you know, just, just to put sort of figures on the on the effectiveness of, of vaccines you know this is just in the last 20 years so so since 1990 so in 1990 measles killed over 800,000 people this is uh, worldwide and, yeah and it's estimated it, uh, that over one in five of all child deaths averted have been due to the measles vaccination which is amazing you know, since so 1968 was the measles vaccine introduced in the, into the UK and the Public Health England estimates that over 20 million measles cases and 4,500 measles deaths have been prevented in the UK. You know, that's, you know, that's, that's yeah. success. Yeah. Um, and if no one vaccinates, we'll be back to where we were. I mean, luckily that we're not there, but... But but I think, you know, and I think it's important that it's all in the media now and because people are thinking about it. Well, I mean, I had something the other day which really put it into perspective and they said that increasing vaccine hesitancy, they reckon, is going to be one of the 10 biggest threats to global health worldwide. Mm. One of the 10 biggest, you know, so we're talking, yeah. you know, malaria and we're talking about, you know, we all get freaked out about Ebola. Yeah. And... You know, and there we are going back because of, of vaccine hesitancy, which is essentially peddled by misinformation. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Do you have to worry if your child has been vaccinated? Do they have then 100% immunity? No vaccine gives you 100% immunity. But if your child has had both doses of the MMR vaccine, and that's the key to check, because people think that, you know, yes, MMR, I remember doing that. They need to have had both doses and then they're 99% protected. So I don't think if your child is fully vaccinated, I wouldn't worry. About going um, to France? About going anywhere where there's measles, you know, because your, your child is, is immune. If you... You know, if you're not sure, then check is the message. And if they're not, then just get the vac. You know, get the fu- you know, fully vaccinated. And what if you are going to France and you've got a four-month-old baby? <laughs> is there anything sort of physical you can do? Can you put a mask on them in the plane? Is there a? Or would you avoid you know crowded places? Is there anything sort of that doesn't involve having the the, the yeah, vaccination? Yeah, well, you can't have the vaccine under under six months. So I would certainly be avoiding big public festivals or public gatherings discouraging from random strangers touching your baby which actually they often quite like to do in different cultures yeah certainly avoid anyone who's coughing and sneezing as you would do anyway you know with any baby and and i don't think it's something that people should be panicking too much about but just being aware of it and i think probably one of the most important things is making sure that the people you are spending time with or the other children who are with you uh, or with your children are are vaccinated if they can be and I suppose too because I get you know I think the one thing all parents have in common is that they want to do the best by their Mm. children and obviously the people that are choosing not to vaccinate their Mm. child they're not doing it because they can't be bothered they're doing it because they honestly believe that is the best choice so I I guess you know the real bit of advice would be 
to seek advice from someone who really knows don't watch yeah. a facebook video and go oh yes that's very compelling or mm, you know absolutely. listen to some american because um, it's much bigger the vaccine hesitates it's much yeah. bigger than america isn't it yeah. but actually go and talk to a doctor talk to someone who is accountable who is mm. under oath to give you mm. valid evidence-based information and only make your decision about whether or not to vaccinate your child mm. once you've had that conversation mm. with someone you know don't watch the film vaxxed and then decide because that is simply not an evidence-based coherent argument yeah absolutely you know and 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 bottom line is we are seeing measles increasing in europe even though this country isn't yet at crisis point you know we are you know just compare and we only can compare year and year so the last four year we have is 2018 and there were over eighty thousand cases of measles in europe which is three times as many as there were in 2017 and 15 times as many as there were in 2016. So, you know, it is, it is increasing. Yeah, well, and if that, that, you know, that increase continues at the rate it's been going, you know, we will be at crisis level. Yeah, and remembering it is not just children, it's adults. You know, 40% of those in Europe were over 20, you know, in, of those statistics I just read out. So it is there, but it's, it's, and it's worth knowing about and it's worth protecting your child if you can protect them. Yeah. I did hear something again on social media. Oh, do you realise the only reason the NHS want to give you vaccinations is because they get paid every time, your doctor gets paid every time they give you a vaccination. I think it's worth clearing it up, isn't it? I mean, as a doctor, as an NHS doctor, obviously you get paid to see patients, but it costs, costs vaccinations cost a huge amount, don't they? They're not cheap vaccinations at all. So, I mean, they're... I mean, thousands of pounds. It's cost, the cost of vaccinating a a baby in the first year is what about, it's over a thousand pounds, isn't it, to the NHS? It's close to that, yeah. Or in their life, I think. So the only reason that doctors are encouraging people to have vaccinations is because it's safer. No one's profiting. No, no, absolutely not. I mean, the NHS is is fighting for funds. They're not going to be wasting money on vaccinations if it wasn't cost effective. I didn't prevent serious illness that would cost a lot to treat if the if the patient survives at all and you know the sort of doctor skepticism is something i do see a little bit you know this idea that the sort of doctors are don't necessarily have well your... I, I usually say to my patients if they're they're worried i say you know my children are fully vaccinated i would not have given my son and my daughter the mmr vaccine knowing pretty much you know all there is to know or certainly as a doctor re- having researched everything if i thought it was in any way dangerous or if I think the, the the benefits didn't significantly outweigh the risks, you know that that's the bottom line. You know? And just to clarify, because I remember reading on a forum about something. Oh, you know, don't don't make make your ch- our child have this medication because the doctors are only giving it to you because they're paid by the drug company. That's not true, is it? You, you can't. You're not even allowed to accept a pen from a drug com- company as a doctor. You know that it's completely. You know, it's against all the rules. So you you do not no no doctor certainly certainly in this country. I don't know about every country. Certainly in England, as a doctor, there is no financial incentive to prescribing a medication to a patient at all. And so I think that's really good to hear that ultimately, if your doctor is recommending something, it is purely because it is in that person's best interest rather than any other yeah, incentive. There's no boxes to tick. There's no financial incentive. There's no, no. you know, you've got to see a thousand patients a week because otherwise you're not doing yeah, it. I mean listen if anything in the NHS you know there is a finite pot of money so that they might be making a decision based on cost as well as effectiveness but that's entirely reasonable I think yeah well Chiara thank you very much that has been uh, very illuminating I hope you can all 
feel a bit more confident because actually you do hear these kind of horror stories of people saying oh you mustn't take your baby out before a year old but actually it's good to hear that it's not at crisis level yeah and actually I mean the babies do have some immunity from measles if their mothers is immune uh, for the first few months of their life or month or so what so it crosses the percent of the immunity and breastfeeding presumably gives another Um, mainly from the pregnancy yeah yeah so there's a bit of protection there and then and you know you're going to be doing the right thing by your baby Perfect. Well, and I guess the the crucial thing is just to have this conversation with your friends so that the kind of sensible conversations are Are outnumbering the, you know, ridiculous conversations. Kiara, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you all for downloading another episode of The Parenthood. Please don't forget to subscribe, rate and review us. If you want to see what I'm up to on the day to day, what I'm recording next, I'm on Instagram. I'm at marina.fogel. But in the meantime, from Kiara and me, thanks for listening and goodbye. Goodbye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.